0: Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast, where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to our Windermere Coaching Minutes. And this is our podcast where we like to talk to real estate agents who are uh, creating some really significant strategies and uh, systems and processes that allow them to have more work-life balance. And today, I am delighted to have Jeanette Eddy with us. Jeanette, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm well. Um, And so for those of you listening, just a real quick background on Jeanette. She has been in real estate for 20 years, uh, 13 of which she was with John L Scott and then the remainder of that time has been with Windermere with our Northeast office which is owned and operated by Peter Hickey and um, and I will also say that Jeanette uh, is a highly professional real estate agent uh, runs a really great business uh, she also has an assistant Amy and um, has been coaching with us uh, for some time now and uh, on our last coaching call we were just talking about having a peace of mind and taking time off so we're having Jeanette on today because Jeanette uh, actually, she reinstated her days off. And so we just want to talk a little bit about that. So Jeanette, kind of give me an idea of just, you know, you're taking time off. Um, tell me a little bit about that structure for you. What's that look like for our listeners? So they can kind of understand kind of your work week and, and what you do.
1: Sure. Um, so basically, I, you know, with my buyer consultation and uh, listing consultation, seller consultations, I always make sure that I cover the um, area about me having the time off and how important that is. And um, depending, obviously, on their personality, sometimes I, um, you know, just to break the ice, just make it, you know, into more of a joke that, you know, they do, def- they definitely would like me to. Um, have the time off because they don't want me cranky um, <laughs> and he, he, most of them would be um, I mean all of them are open to it and they understand that um, my husband ha, my husband's day days off uh, or weekend is Thursday Friday so it took me a while to figure out what day is good because obviously I don't want to take with the weekends off because a he's not off and then also that's the busy time for us um we tried Monday, Tuesday before, and then we settled on Thursday. So sometimes I'm able to do Thursday, Friday. We used to do staycations before COVID and we would leave either Wednesday night and then stay somewhere just on the island or somewhere and then come back Friday. Here and there I would, um, obviously if we're negotiating and I tell my clients this, I Thursday I try to turn off my phone unless we are negotiating. Then I make sure that I'm available. And um, so that's pretty much the gist of it.
0: So you were you doing this pretty consistently uh, early in, in the early 2000s. And then you said you kind of fell off the wagon. What caused you to kind of fall off the wagon?
1: Um, I can't really remember. Probably got busy. And that was around 18 and 19. And then next thing I know, I realized I have not really taken. I would take Thursday off, but haven't really gone um, somewhere. Or sometimes I end up booking Thursdays.
0: Right. And so so let me ask you this. So when you when do you notice a difference when you are taking your time off for yourself versus when you're just really super busy? I mean, just mentally and physically, do you feel different?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, Wednesday, I have something to look forward to. So I am actually more focused because I want to make sure that I'm off on Thursday and sometimes Thursday, Friday Mm -hmm. and then come Friday or Saturday. I'm, you know, more alert. And I just, you know, I just, I just feel more energized and mentally I'm well rested.
0: So what I'm hearing and for the listeners out there that are there, one is this is, this is very planned, right? Yes. So let's talk about the plan. So first and foremost, you, you had to sit down and say to yourself and work it out with your husband say, Hey, these are the days that I'm going to commit to taking off. Right. Correct. And then is it in your calendar where it says, take that day off?
1: Uh, yes, it's on the calendar. Um, if Amy is listening, she might say sometimes it's not there. <laughs> but on my my voicemail, and um, in my, on my voicemail, I said I say in there that if it's Thursday, I'm taking the day off. Um, so it, you know, if somebody calls me, they would know.
0: Yep. So, so it's, so it, uh, you, you've planned it out. You said intentionally you're taking this day off. It's in your calendar. Uh, and then let's talk about communication. So uh, you said, and going back to what you said at the beginning. So when you do a buyer consultation or a seller consultation, you clearly are letting them know that this is, this is your time frame of how you work and when you work. Yes. So we'll, we'll have people that'll come to us that'll ask this question. they will say, well, you know, Michael um, that may work for you, but you know, I can't afford to lose a client. And um, so I've got to jump through hoops and I've got to do whatever I can. And I want them to know that I work 24 seven. In fact, I heard some of the other say, well, don't tell me you have a life because then they think that, you know, maybe you're not going to work as hard for them. Um, and it seems to me that your process is very different, yet you're not getting pushback. Tell me a little bit about how your clients respond to you when you tell them that you're taking a day off. Uh,
1: yeah, definitely. I have, I don't, I cannot remember one client who pushed back on that. In fact, I find them to be a lot more supportive, like they understand it. And then sometimes I forget if they send me a text or they call me, I forget that because if it's just a phone call, I don't mind. I don't find that to be really work, especially if it's a quick um, response. If if a transaction is is in a process, then I would just quickly respond to an email, although I try to discipline myself to not open my email at all on Thursdays. And, and my clients also know that if it's something really important, they can text me. And, um, but most of them, sometimes I forget to, that I would respond to them or call them back. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then they catch me and tell me why you're calling me back. It's Thursday. You're supposed to take a day off. So, um, me letting them know that I'm taking that day off. They actually, they take that to heart and then they hold me accountable.
0: Well, and you even told me a story about one of your clients, I believe it was a woman who
1: mm-hmm.
0: called you on it.
1: Yes, uh, she's uh, elderly and um, she, every time I call her back for some reason, it's Thursday. And uh, <laughs> so every, every time I call her, she's like, Jeanette, you're not supposed to call me. You're supposed to call me until tomorrow. And uh, and then one time I was calling her, her I guess a couple of weeks ago, I was calling her and I realized it was Thursday. So as soon as she picked up the call. I told her that I'm only calling her because it's Thursday and she laughed. And yeah, so it's becoming to be, you know, it's it's also a, I feel like it's um, something that we can bond with, with clients because they're, they they want to make sure that I get some time off. Right. Well,
0: and I think, you know, we're all human and, and, you know, clients take time off. And I think that the realistic client's. I want you to take time off. And also, I think that anybody who pushes back on that, I have to, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, I'd love to hear yours, is that, you know, they might be somebody that I don't want to work with.
1: Exactly. Because I think they're also the type of clients that will probably demand to have you pick up the call at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Right. And really, there's nothing happening around that unless you're negotiating.
0: Right. Which leads me to another question. So you had mentioned to me before we started this podcast, you also don't get on the phone after nine o'clock. Tell me how you make that work.
1: So that's, yeah, that's also part of my um, consultation. I let them know I'm a morning person. I'm more awake and a lot nicer to be with at five in the morning than I am around eight thirty, nine o'clock. So I, I tell them that, you know, included with my day off that, they can and that they, they can call me anytime. Usually around 9 o'clock. Um, my my mind is toast, and I tell them that whatever I I advise them after nine o'clock to not believe it and to reconfirm at five in the morning because <laughs> that they can be sure that it's 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 what I really mean. Um, so I I don't I can't even remember the last time I've had a client who called me after that. And I also tell them that if they're stressed though. They can always call me even at two in the morning and they always push back saying like, oh, my goodness, we're not going to do that. But um, and then I tell them that, no, you can you can call me. I'm not going to pick up the call, but you can leave me a message. And then the next day I can you know, we can we can talk about it. And most of the time the next day it's you know, they're not even worried about it.
0: I love that. And I think that's such a big, uh, this is a big takeaway for the people listening right now is that if you, if your client calls you at 11 o'clock at night and you answer the phone, you just let them know that you're going to be answering the phone at 11 o'clock at night. If they text you at two in the morning and you respond to their text at two in the morning, you're letting them know. But I, I love your approach. It's like, Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, you can call me at two, You can text me at two. You can do all that. Get it off your chest and get it out there. I'm not going to respond to it until my time frame. Correct. But you but you let them know that.
1: Yes, I had a time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so where where does that when when you're doing your consultations just to help our listeners who are say, okay, so I'm going to put this into my program, w- when does that come up? When when do you have that conversation with them?
1: Um early on and then in the end. So early on when you know I talk about the process, mm-hmm. uh, about communication and what I expect from them what they can expect from me and then then we we try to figure out if we're right for each other um that's when i i let them know about my um process okay and then
0: again and then again at the end
1: and then again in the end yes
0: okay perfect and then um do you have anything that's formalized like a, a communication page at all or anything like that that's actually in your packet of information
1: yes i believe it's still part of it
0: okay Perfect, and I think mm-hmm. that, and I think that's a big piece too, because I think that you know vocalizing it is one thing, but the other thing I think it also helps us do. Um, I'm I'm a big believer, as you know, when we do coaching and process and systems and consistency. And I think when it becomes part of it, your your documentation, part of your buyer packet, or part of your seller packet, says, by the way, if it's all with you, I just like to go through my communication process so that we're on the same page, um, and it's never missed. I think it's a it, it also shows professionalism. Yes. Right
1: hmm.
0: And 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 uh, and this is a thing that always just I, I never understood. You know, there's other professions in our, that we work with. So we work with bankers, lawyers, doctors, you know, all these other professions. Yet it seems like in the real estate world, we think we have to be on 24 seven.
1: Yeah, I, I really don't think so. And, um, you know, I, Amy is not licensed. Uh, she's really great with what she does and, you know, frees me up a lot on what I need to do in the office. Um, so I do have um, a couple of buyer's agent. So if I really need, if somebody really needs to see a home, um, and I, that's also part of the consultation. If somebody really needs to see a home, um, somebody will be there on my day off. Mm -hmm. I will be the one to, you know, they're only there to to open the door for them, but I will be the one to be doing the homework and negotiating for them in case they need it.
0: Right. So you, so you have a, you have a few handpicked uh agents that you know are going to give a high level of service if showing that home that you feel confident in and um and you're also articulating that with the clients say hey on my day off here's how it works
1: correct and yes I pay them but at the same time you know it's totally worth it it's worth to just know that you can you don't have to go somewhere
0: Right. Well, and I guess
1: for for one house
0: and I got to believe it gives you a a peace of mind. I mean, we know that uh, you, I, we always say this, I don't, it's not my saying it's Robin Sharma's. He says, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think that, um, in our industry, unfortunately we have a lot of people that hit burnout because they just don't know when to stop working or they don't allow themselves to stop working. They think they have to be on all the time. And so their relationships suffer, uh, you know, being with their kids suffers, being with their family suffers, uh, and what happens is they and then they burn out and I think that um you know I'm a true believer in every single week you should take a day off every uh quarter you should take a full week off um you know every month you should take at least two full days off because we have to recharge and and when you're taking that time off and I just know from working with you you're doing fun stuff
1: yes and um you know I even had uh back in 2016 went out of the country and I decided to turn off my phone literally disconnected no wi-fi any of that stuff for 12 days and before I left there was one transaction where I thought it was oh that's gonna fall apart by the time I get back it's not gonna be there I come I came back we're a week to close yeah right And there was nothing I did I just I just let it be because you know what I can worry about it. If it's going to work out, it's going to work out. And that was one great lesson. And I, I mean, I totally disconnected from the world for 12 days.
0: And, you still, awesome. and you still survived?
1: I still survived. I mean, I was totally, <laughs> I, I thought it was the best vacation ever. And my husband said, you think it's the best place to vacation? Or is it just because you're disconnected? And, um, and he was asking me the entire time if I was worried about anything. And I said, no, I'm not. But then the night before we left... I knew I was going to turn on my phone,
0: that I couldn't sleep. But you know what? For 11 days, I was fine. Yeah, you know, uh, I uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was Jay Shetty, and he said that studies show that um, 25 years ago, the amount of information we're exposed to in 24 hours was typically the amount of information we would be exposed to in the course of a year. Um, oh. And what he means by that is because, you know, we walk around with these devices that have notifications turned on them 24-7. And whether it's uh, social media, whether it's, uh, you know, um, your email, whether it's voicemail, whether it's text, we're just, we have this overstimulation and our brain is just constantly jumping from this to this, to this, to this, to this, and we never get a chance to just disconnect and unwind. And, and your brain really can't solve problems and be creative when it's in that state. And so I, that idea of you disconnecting really gives us a peace of mind uh, to just, just, stop right and just sit back and just say hey let's just enjoy the moment now and uh, and and have time to contemplate what we want to do in the future
1: correct and even you know the start of this year I look back and I feel like I feel like I've I feel like I didn't do anything like I didn't feel like I was going crazy going from place to place and I mostly had buyers Um, so I, I I'm trying to figure out what but I've had some time off here and there not right. just one day, not just two days. Yeah. I mean, two weekends in a row, I was gone. The last right.
0: two weekends. Well, and I, and, I, and, I will, and I will say just not, you won't toot your own horn, but I will tell you, you also have really good processes. And I think that's the other key to this is that uh, when you have a dialed in process, when you have clear set expectations, you work from a place of abundance and efficiencies. Um, I know uh, there was a gentleman who just went through Ninja not too long ago. He's in our Riverside, California area. And uh, we had gone through some extensive time blocking and I just was on a call with him the other day. And he said, I got to tell you, he said, you know, I thought my days were just jam packed and I was just running from place to place to place. I started time blocking and putting in systems and I realized I have more time than I thought I had. And I'm actually enjoying my life more now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And, and I know you do that. I mean, I know you set up systems and times and you're, and, and you hold yourself to it as well as, as the other piece. Um, and you and, and by the way, and you're not perfect. None of us are, but no. you, stick mu- you stick to it as much, you stick to it as much as you can. Yes. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then sometimes when you know that you can do that, like, uh, was it yesterday? Um, since it's Easter, I wanted um, Easter weekend. I wanted to, we're going to, um, uh, our vacation home and mm-hmm. I, I got here and then I just decided to work focus the first three hours I had like five transactions I was trying to put together um not put together but like a lot of inquiries here and there like little items and I just focus on that three hours and then after that by I think before noon I was able to just sit down and relax and just not worry about it and then text or phone calls come in here and there but it wasn't busy anymore
0: Right. The, the power of focus, the powers of, of focus, effort, single tasking. I'm going to get this done. I'm not going to let the distractions take me away from it so that you can then enjoy your time off. Correct. Yeah.
1: What was that book? Eat, eat your frog something. Eat your oh, frog first.
0: Yes. Uh, oh, I, I know. Here, let me pull it you up. Know what I'm talking about? I know the book you're talking about. I love about that first. book. I'll tell and you. it's
1: literally that. You, yes. know, you just uh, get everything frog, done in the morning. Yeah.
0: Uh, it was called that. That book is called. Uh, let's see here. Um, Eat that frog is what it says. Yeah, the book is called Eat Eat the Eat that frog is what it's called.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I'm pretty not sure that's literally. not not literally, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a Eat that frog: 21 great ways to stop procrastinating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, those. That's. Uh, you know, and and again, speaking to resources and systems. I mean, I, I know you coach. I know you uh, you read a lot of books, and you're always looking for ways for self improvement. And, and the other thing too is you're willing to invest in yourself so that you can you know so that you can have work life balance. Because I think that's one of the biggest challenges in this industry is we have a lot of people that they do a lot of business, but then if they were to rate their business, rate their life, their business may be rated well, but then you look at their life, but all they're doing is work, and that's just not sustainable. And so one of the things we like to promote in the coaching program and why I would love having you on is that is to look at agents who are doing it and having that work-life balance and enjoying, you know, the fruits of their labor, but also being able to have relationships and family and time away and live their life now, as opposed to saying, well, as as soon as I get this done, then I'll go do that because there's always going to be something popping up.
1: Yes. You're never going to get done. And I guess I've been very lucky to be exposed to, mentors really great mentors um Mm -hmm. successful mentors even from back at general scott um where they have instilled in me you know what's needed to be done so i feel like i you know that the time off is very important and one really really close friend also very successful real estate agent i won't mention the name um one great advice he told me one day because i was just starting so a long time ago he said jeanette if there's one thing i would advise you it is to spend, your, spend the time with, with, your, with the important people in your life. Because he realized that he didn't have, very, very successful, but he did not have relationship with his nieces and nephews. Right. And um, next thing he you know, they were already married, right? And he, did, he missed those times with them. And so I always have that in my mind. So I, that's why I always make sure that I have those time, even, even with my parents and, you know, just at lunch with my sister, I, tr- I really, I'm, I'm more, I guess, purposeful about it. Right. And, and lucky to have that. And then of course I have a really great coach
0: that, you know, <laughs> reminds
1: you. me here and there when I'm off the wagon,
0: <laughs> When I'm off the wagon. Exactly. <laughs> well if you if you had any any parting words for the listeners today just in 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 implementing it, is there anything that comes to mind you know and and here 's what I'll tell you is that uh, a lot of times what we hear is you know well if if i don't jump through hoops for my clients, i'm going to lose my clients um, you know, but you don't understand this market's really fast paced, and I can't afford to take time off. Or, um, you know, I have buyers that I have to be there for them all the time. I mean, what what would be your your advice? You know, any little uh, nuggets of wisdom uh, before we wrap up?
1: Um, Sure. I mean, obviously, you do your best. I'm not going to be here to say that you're not going to jump through hoops with your clients because I've had, you know, I had one last year where it was like two in the morning. We were still negotiating. (laughs) And so you have to do those things. Um, if, you know, Thursdays nowadays, you know, Thursday, I I can't wait till Saturday to show them because by Thursday night or Friday, it's already gone. Right. So there are some things, but you, but, but I guess you have to really qualify your clients. So, you know, who you're jumping hoops for, Right. um, then that way you're not wasting your time. And, um, and like I said, clients that are, if they're ready and, and you know, they, they can write an offer right away, then it's worth breaking that rule here and there, but it's not going to be weekly. What you don't want to do is running around and, you know, not taking time off for somebody who's not even approved yet. Yeah. And, like, uh, like
0: on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you are today? And they give themselves a five and you're, you're, you're getting rid of your days off to go show homes to a five.
1: Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, you know, put yourself. I guess put yourself first. Um, when it comes to time off, because you need that. You need to recharge. Clients, your um, I'm I'm mostly ref- by referral. Um, and I I have not. Lo- I mean, people still refer to me, and um, not because I'm taking the time off, but even those people I've worked with ten years ago, they still remember Thursdays. It's almost like dinner equals Thursday's day off, and um, so yeah, so. Take the time off, go on vacation. Um, Even if you disconnect for a week, find somebody you can trust that can um, handle your business while you're gone. And um, life goes on and you're going to be more productive because you're happier and you're more alert. I'd agree. Everything that you do.
0: And I just made a side note here is uh, be more on demand and less Mm -hmm. in demand. There you go. Or excuse me let's reverse that.
1: Be Be more more. in demand, demand. less
0: on demand. So you are looking at your business saying I'm putting process in place. So I'm in demand, meaning that people want to work with me and they're willing to uh, work on my time versus being on demand where I just jump up and do anything I can without a process. Correct. Yep. Yep. I love it. Well, hey, Jeanette, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And, uh, I, I think that these types of podcasts and this type of information helps others to to then validate to say, you know what, it's okay for me to do that. So I want to thank you uh, for uh, just letting us know about your process. And if if anybody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Um, they can email me first name last name at dot com or my they can call or text me except for Thursdays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and if they were to text you, what's the number that they would text you at?
1: that would be 206 679
0: 0403 0403 and then uh, email is com, and i will put that into the uh, i'll put that into the um, show notes as well
1: yes and i just really have to say um, you know having you know for coaching and i know michael you didn't put me to this but coaching um, as much as sometimes the pro- i think the process is there for me um i still fall off the wagon so having a coach that um is really there for you and can kind of and can and knows you so then he or she knows um when you're off the wagon it's it's very important it's worth the the money and the time to do it
0: yeah well i appreciate that and um and it's and it's been a joy coaching you as well so uh and i and i love it because i will always say this um as a coach, we like to work with people who are coachable, meaning that uh, we're not going to tell you what to do or force you to do anything, but we're going to make suggestions. And I love it because you're so open to the idea to say, hey, let me know, could I do this a different way? And it's really refreshing when you have people that you coach that are coachable. So uh, thank you for that.
1: Of course. And of course, you know that I don't do everything that you no, oh, I know, I, do. I
0: know. We're still working. <laughs> we're still working on video, but we'll get yes. there. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, Thank Jeremy. you, Michael.
0: Thank you so much. And we'll always end these podcasts like we always do by letting everybody know if you like what we're doing, please share it. Uh, and we'll end by saying uh, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.